The Role of the Revolutionary Organisation We anarchist communists have a vision of a revolutionary organisation in bold contrast to that of the Leninists and other authoritarians. At the same time, our concept of revolutionary organisation is in political and organisational disagreement with the idea of informal groupings as advocated by some anarchists. We do not think that the liberation of the working class and through it the liberation of humanity will come about purely spontaneously. The road to revolution that has its starting point in the internal contradictions of capitalism has not yet been built. It will be created in the struggle, in moving forward, and that means the development and application of strategies, even if every facet of each strategy is not proven effective. This struggle cannot be delegated to a party. The revolution does not mean, and it is never meant, the centralisation of struggles and the concentration of all the revolutionary forces in a single vanguard party. It means the development of a mass movement with various coordinations of the subversive forces in a globalising process that means passing from the defensive to the offensive. That does not remove the need for a specific anarchist communist organisation. The role it has to play is not one of making the revolution on behalf of the masses of being the single and centralised instrument of the revolution. The role of the revolutionary organisation can be summed up in a number of points. 1. Above all, it is an assembly of militants who are in political agreement and who seek to work within struggles and movements in an organised and concerted way. 2. It seeks to act as a memory for the working class, searching out and recalling the history of past struggles and attempting to draw the lessons to be learned from those successes and failures. 3. One of its functions should be to act as a propaganda grouping, ceaselessly and untiringly putting over a revolutionary message. 4. It acts as a liaison for its militants, conveying information both here and abroad. 5. It acts as a place for debate for militants, where ideas and experiences can be synthesised. It will decide, for example, what propositions to formulate and what way to develop anti-capitalist positions in the area of activity of each militant. By offering this place for debate, it counters localism and fixation on single issues. 6. It puts into practice its own strategies. It struggles for the independence of struggles for their self-organisation against their co-option by reformism and electoralism. It struggles for the recomposition of a revolutionary movement for an anti-capitalist solution to the crisis within an international perspective. It puts forward initiatives for practical unity and action wherever possible. 7. Defending the independence and self-organisation of mass movements does not mean that the revolutionary organisation does not seek to spread its ideas in these movements. In this sense, we recognise and fight for the leadership of ideas within the working class through example and suggestion. In a non-revolutionary period, the potentially revolutionary masses, by and large, hold conservative ideas and values. In this period, there needs to be an organisation that holds on to revolutionary ideas. This leadership of ideas means a clearer understanding of hierarchical society, the concept of self-organised society, and of the problem of state socialism, for example, Leninism, Trotskyism, Maoism, and its more reformist variants, Labourism and left social democracy. In the struggle against state socialism and all forms of elitism comes the realisation that the struggle of ideas must be waged at grassroots level. 
This realisation is reflected in revolutionary anarchist communist theory and practice, for example, the mandating and rotation of delegates for mass decision-making and for mass action. 8. The revolutionary organisation affirms that in fighting for a new society, it will not seek to carry out a seizure of power independent of the united organs of the working class, workplace and neighbourhood councils. 9. It affirms that it will never seek a mandate to form a government, but will fight for the constant involvement in the act of social self-organisation of these revolutionary bodies of the working class. 10. By its practice, by its manner of acting, by the intransigence of its positions and its refusal of compromise, the revolutionary organisation must be an immediate reference point for the radicalised sectors who are facing the most brutal consequences of the capitalist crisis. This revolutionary organisation must synthesise the need for immediate reply to capitalist attacks, possible and practical solutions and aspirations for a radical change in society.